Thank you so much for joining us for the Thrive in Fertility podcast brought to you by the Quilla Institute. Because when you've reached the end of your fertility journey, I want you to be able to say, I lived well. I thrived. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Thrive in Fertility podcast. This is Kathy Quillett, and I am here flying solo today. There's just some stuff that's on my mind and on my heart and stuff that I think if I could just have a little little girl time with you today here in whatever space you're in, um, that's kind of a need that I'm picking up on so much in this society is just to meet the needs of the feminine heart. So that's where I want to go today. Before we get started, let me just tell you about two upcoming opportunities with the Quilla Institute. The first is our Thrive Groups. Now, our Thrive Groups are groups of like me and up to 10 people. And we go through my workbook, Peace and Fertility. It's a hundred bucks and you get six sessions with me, some of your new best TTC friends, as well as a copy of my Peace and Fertility workbook. So if you go to the Quill Institute under coaching programs, you can see the Thrive, uh, Thrive Group program and you can sign up. We have two dates coming up or two different groups coming up, one on a Tuesday and one on a Thursday kind of walking us through Thanksgiving and Christmas, getting us all geared up for the trauma triggers that uh, live in the holidays. So those are coming up. And I also want to tell you about something that's like super top secret. You're hearing it here first. I haven't announced it anywhere else. Um, But the Quilla Institute is starting a membership area. So a place for you and other TTC sisters to come and I'll do lots of uh, like trainings in there and I'll have some guests and that you just need to stay tuned. Um, watch on my social media at the Quilla Institute because that's going to be happening pretty soon. And I already have people signing up for it that maybe I've just put a little bug in their ear individually. Um, and so I think it's going to be really great. I'm so excited to be in this space with you, um, on a daily basis. Um, because again, like I mentioned earlier, I'm hearing a need from women really loudly, whether clients or you're hopping in my DM or whatever that infertility is a lonely, you might have known where your sister friends were for a long time, but now they've moved on in life without you and maybe they're lapping you. And there's this sense of, I don't have a belonging anymore. I don't fit. So if you've read my books, Not Pregnant or the Peace and Fertility Workbook, what I'm going to say is in there, but, um, but hang tight. So life in infertility kind of makes sense to me as like the mean girl's cafeteria. Do y'all watch that movie? Oh my gosh, totally loved it um, back in, oh my gosh, probably 20 years ago. But in the movie, if you haven't seen it, or let me just jog your memory if you have, there's this drawing of a high school cafeteria and there are cliques there. So you have the popular kids, the jocks, the nerds. I think it even said like some cultural groups in there. Um, and then of course you have the plastics, which is, you know, the, the group of the main characters who everybody loves to hate and hates to love. And so 
for me, infertility as a woman, as I see it and as I experienced it, my own story is like you walk into this cafeteria and you have this like different table. So our map in infertility would look a little bit like we have a table with the, the clicks of maybe the, the moms of high schoolers and they are relishing in their independence while struggling through the puberty of their kids getting ready to like launch them into college. So like simultaneously fearing having to be an empty nester, but loving the idea of getting their life back. And then you have a group of maybe like the toddler moms who are super exhausted, tired of disciplining the kid that like a year ago they thought was adorable, who is now learning their disobedience and relishing in it. Okay. So then you also have like the elementary school moms and they're maybe just getting like time out for the first time. So they're starting to lunch again and they're in their yoga pants because that's what you wear when you're an elementary school mom to carpool, trying to look like you've done something for your body today, but also being totally dolled up. I, I just don't get how yoga pants and makeup go together, but they do. Um, and then you have us. The other tables that we described are the seven and eight, right? They're the flourishing. They're the women who have become real women, which is terrible to say, but that's really our perception, right? And they're all commingling. Like the toddler moms might go to the elementary school moms and be like, oh my gosh, did, where's your child registered or whatever. And then you have like the, I just launched my, my kids into college table coming over to hold the new babies at that I'm a new mom and I'm practicing breastfeeding and it's not going super well. And I haven't had sex in six months and my husband and I don't sleep in the same room. Like they're coming over to love on their babies. And then we have this like infertility table where there's just a couple of us sitting there and our heads are down because we don't want to look at the other, at the other tables because it's so painful to have this idea that there are other women, there are real women, quote unquote, rather. And they're all existing together. And then the one of eight of us is sitting there in the middle of our trauma. Dare we look up because there is our trigger. And it is ever so painful. And after a while we look up and we say, so what's your story? And then we have, I love the C.S. Lewis quote when he says, friendship is born at the moment when somebody says to another, wait, what? Me too. And after a while, those of us sitting at the infertility table or pregnancy loss table, we start to listen to each other's stories if we feel bold enough to share our woundedness. And then somebody says to another, you too? I have PCOS also. I had an ectopic last March. I have unexplained infertility or my husband's sperm doesn't work. We have to use donor eggs because I have premature ovarian failure and I'm a newlywed at 24. And then one after another, we start to put our heads up, but dare we look outside of this table because outside of our little table is far too painful. I remember a couple years ago, I was at a girlfriend's house and our kids are friends and our kids were at school that day. And oh my goodness gracious, I saw a hoverboard laying outside and I was like, I'm super athletic and fit. <laughs> I think I was speaking of my high school self 20 something years ago. 
And I got myself on that hoverboard, y'all. And it was like a washing machine. Okay. It like, I stood on it and tried to lean forward and I didn't move forward, but I just started spinning like spin, spin, spin. And it launched me. I don't know how far away from it I actually got, but in my mind, it was like four or five feet. It felt like I flew that hard and I hit my head and hit my elbow and I'm, I'm sure I have a concussion, although I never checked it out, but I had to go to the the doctor the next day. And I remember sitting on that crunchy piece of paper on the, on the physician's table. And he said, I'm so sorry, Mrs. Quillet, you have a broken elbow. <laughs> I broke my elbow on a hoverboard. My husband and kid, kids now love to watch fail videos. And when hoverboard accidents come up, I just die laughing because I can totally see myself. It was not funny, but also hilarious at the same time. Now rewind like 10 years before that. And I remember sitting on crunchy paper in a physician's office and she said, I'm so sorry, Mrs. Quillet, you are infertile. Did you hear the difference? I'm sitting with my elbow and they said, you have a broken elbow. I have it. It doesn't identify me. It doesn't define me. I don't own it. I did own the hospital bills though. But when I was diagnosed with infertility, it was, you are infertile. And that's how we wear it, isn't it, ladies? We think to ourselves, I'm at this own table. I am broken. I am damaged. I am not all of them because I wear the identity. It's like you're wearing a name tag that says, hello, my name is. And all the other women at all the other tables in the cafeteria are like, Hi, I'm, I'm Jojo's mommy or hi, I'm Tracy, but we wear this label at our table that says, hello, my name is infertile. Hello, my name is recurrent pregnancy loss. Hello, my name is endo because that's what it feels like. It becomes this feeling that we are intrinsically damaged and our identity is nothing else than less than a woman or failure as a woman. But here's where I want to meet you. Woman to woman, sister to sister, one and eight to one and eight. I cannot promote you to the next table. But what I want to do for you is I want to disassemble this identity for you that says you are something or you are less than somebody. Because you are equal to all the other women. You just have a different medical diagnosis than them. You are still the Krista or the Stacy or whoever that you were before infertility, but you now carry a medical diagnosis. You're not less than in your womanhood, but the defining organs of our femininity are just a little sick. What if you, I gave you homework in a previous podcast, I might again, but if you could write down the identity that you feel like you wear. 
and symbolically take that off of you. I am no longer defined by my infertility, but what has infertility taught you about yourself? Are you stronger than you thought you were? Are you more resilient? Are you giving your shot, yourself shots every day and taking all these hormones that are just jacking up your, your what feels like mental health instability? And are you thinking, oh my goodness, look at me. I used to be afraid of needles and now I'm doing this. I used to have a terrible diet, but look how I turned that around all for my fertility. I used to never exercise, but now I do because it's good for PCOS. I never knew in myself how resilient I was. And I'm sure some of you can say the same thing. To get out of bed every morning as somebody with a chronic disability like infertility or a chronic illness, chronic pain, like infertility is huge. It's huge. So if the only thing you can find in yourself is the fact that I am strong enough to get out of bed every morning and face the fertile world, then sister, you are so strong. You're so strong. We live in this season defined by what we feel like is failure and weakness when really it's one of resiliency. It's one of bravery. So what, sister, are you learning about yourself? How are you getting to know the inner strength of your femininity? That's what you're defined by, right? We're defined by how we face adversity, not by the adversity. I'm going to say that again. You are defined by how you face the adversity, not by the adversity itself. And so, yes, you carry this diagnosis and you're sitting at a table that you don't want to be seated at. Seated? Who am I? Seated at. And you're in your trauma and you're waiting for every ovulation window, struggling through every two-week wait, waiting to test or you know, go buy another box of tampons. The world might not see how strong you are, but even for one minute today, I want you to be able to look in the mirror at yourself and say, girlfriend, I am okay. I am strong. I am brave. I'm capable. I'm kicking infertility's ass every single day. I am not a disappointment. I am not less than. I am not a failure. I am a fighter. If I could give you a, a pill that, that makes you believe that, I would. But unfortunately, it's not that easy. The work's on you. If you have to listen to this every single day so that you can start to rise up and feel more than your circumstances, please do. Sign up for a Thrive group. Join the, the, the community membership area that we're going to have. Because you need to know that you don't deserve to be stuck there one more day. And I want to help you do that. 
if not me, find a sister in your community that you guys can speak truth over each other. Tell your husband, here's what I need you to tell me every single day, that I am enough, that I am fierce, that I have enough moxie to get through all of this because you do. It doesn't change the outcome, but it changes how you perceive every single day of your journey. So you are more than enough of a woman. You belong everywhere and at every single table that all the other women are. And if that still feels lonely to you, find me at the Quilla Institute and let's chat because you don't need to be stuck there another day. Now, it is not a, oh, wow, I'm strong. I'm done struggling. Sadly, this is going to be a day by day, moment by moment where you say, I'm enough. Where you see a pregnant woman at Target and you say, sister, look away. I am enough. She's in a different season of life. She hasn't arrived at the destination of womanhood. We're both there. We're in different seasons. Listen, I am one in eight. I get it. If somebody would have preached this to me, I'd have been like, you are smoking something because it is not that easy. I get it. But I also have the privilege of hindsight. And I wish that I would have listened. I wish I would have bought into the narrative that I cannot be defined by my circumstance. So I'm going to continue saying it to you. You are not definable by your circumstance. Sign up for a Thrive group. Hit me up if you're interested in this membership idea. If you're interested in coaching or want to take a look at our our Peace and Fertility course online, all those are available to you. You do not have to travel this road alone. It may feel like you are as you sit with your head down at the infertile woman table, but you are not alone. And the people in your life that are supporting you and cheering you on might be virtual. They might just be in a podcast but you are not alone. All right. I adore you all. And just please know that I'm always cheering for you in your corner. I have some fun guests upcoming, but I just wanted to speak to the heart of this matter. Um, because it is, it is a big, a big hole for a lot of women. And it was for me too. So you're in good company. I'm sure if you were to see the people listening to this podcast all nodding their heads like bobbleheads in agreement, you would know that you weren't alone. All right, sisters, have a lovely, lovely week. Thanks for tuning in to the Thrive and Fertility podcast. It is my honor to be in this space with you. I hope that you have a great week. I will see you back next Monday. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Thrive Infertility brought to you by the Quilla Institute. Don't forget to check us out online at thequillitinstitute.com or at the Quillet Institute on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day.